So welcome today to Words to Inspire, Empowering Others with God's Word. And I'm really excited about the next five podcasts I'm going to have with Karen Hanin. She is a former trial lawyer for 20 years, and then she retired to use her communication skills to teach practical biblical principles. She's authored four nonfiction books. They're all available at all online um, stores. And her most recent book, God's Healing Power, is the one that we're going to be featuring for these five podcasts. And I can't wait for you to learn more about what God says about his healing power. She is a wife, a mother, a grandmother, a daughter, a sister, and a friend. And you can get more information on her website at KarenHaneen.com. Welcome, Karen. I'm so glad you're here. This is a privilege to uh, be spending this time with you, Ruth. We kind of are, are uh, doing a, a rerun of uh, communicating like we did a few years ago on radio. And we had such a good time. One of the things that Karen and I share a love of is God's word and the way that it can empower our lives and change our thinking, change everything about us. Right, Karen? That's our love. That's our common love. Yes. And that's the most important thing that whatever else we say today, it's, it's God's words that give life and have power. And so uh, it's, it's awesome to be able to share God's words. And right at the beginning, I always think of my, our listeners, wherever you are today, uh, we are praying that you will just listen closely to what God has to say about healing, his healing power. Now, Karen is married to a physician, so this uh, quote that she has in her writing really sums it all up in a little nutshell, the balance that she has, and here's what it is. For all its wonderful advancements in modern times, medical science does not know how to heal every person of every ailment. Karen, that's a profound statement. Would you just talk about that in light of the fact that you have a husband who is a physician? Well, I I think that uh, it's very important to establish right away that if people feel they need to see a doctor, they should see a doctor. That believing in God's healing power does not negate uh, going to see a doctor or getting some kind of uh, medical help. But uh, God's power is so much greater. It is... Uh, I like to use the words supreme, uh, su- superlative, superior. And so, yes, we can take medication, we can get surgery, we can, we can take advantage of the great blessings, and they are blessings in our modern time of modern medicine, but we can also pray and have faith in God's superlative and unlimited healing power that goes far beyond what, what medicine can offer us even today. And even that recognizing that God knows the doctor you need to go to and, and guiding us in that particular way. God's details are so amazing. So our first podcast today is called God's Power and Character. So Karen, start off. One of your first statements is God is all powerful. So in light of his healing power, talk to us about that. Well, God is as all-powerful today as he was back in the times of uh, the Old Testament and the New Testament when Jesus walked this earth. 
And I believe he still heals today and he does heal through medicine, but he also offers a divine measure of his healing power. And I've, uh, I've experienced that personally in my own life, starting from an illness I had at age nine. But there was also one period before I wrote this book in which uh, I had three family members in the ICU, all of them in life-threatening situations. You don't get to be in the ICU for a while unless you're in a very critical condition. And yes, medicine helped to heal them, but it was God's power that, uh, that really shone in each of those circumstances. And in each case, the doctor said to me, we don't know whether or not this person's going to live or die. Mm. We're not in control of that. We'll do our best and time will tell what's going to happen. And so I, I really had to learn more about God's <laughs> power and his character. So starting with his, his power, almighty God can do anything. Mm. I believe that. And that's certainly what the Bible teaches Jesus said in Luke chapter 1, verse 37, that nothing is impossible with God. Jesus expressed that truth in a different way in Matthew chapter 19, verse 26, where he said, with God, all things are possible. Mm -hmm. And Jesus certainly demonstrated this with uh, all of the healing. He, He healed multitudes when he went from town to town during his years here on earth. Could you tell us just a little bit about your early childhood illness to give us a a context for further listening? Because this is a current day in our generation's story, which really impacts us. And then we can go back to some of those Jesus stories. Yes, I'll just tell tell it very briefly. When I was nine years old. I started to lose muscle strength. And at first it was very subtle. I I just found that my winter coat felt so unusually heavy on my shoulders. And I remember trying to write tests in school and I was having trouble just pushing the pencil by the end of half an hour. And so I just started to notice these things, even just trying to brush my hair in the morning. It just seemed to take effort. So I was hospitalized for a couple of weeks at that point, and the doctors ran different tests, and they couldn't find anything wrong. So my parents were just told, well, just get her to exercise more. (laughs) And so I did that, but I got so weak, it it wasn't helping. I, I just was getting progressively weaker. And I got to the point where I was at a school assembly, and we all had to sit on the the floor on the gym and I couldn't get back up again. And I wasn't the kind of, I was a very compliant, obedient student. I never acted up. And so my teacher knew if I said I couldn't get up, I couldn't get up. And so uh, that very day I was hospitalized again for a, a number of weeks. And this time they did find out what was wrong. This was back in the 1960s when not so much was known about autoimmune diseases, which is what I turned out having. And this autoimmune disease, uh, is a type of myositis, which uh, affected my muscles. And even in the hospital, I just got weaker and weaker until they figured out what this was to the point where I couldn't get myself out of bed. I couldn't walk over to the chair in my room. I had to be pushed everywhere in either a wheelchair or wheeled around on, uh, on a gurney as I, I went to different uh, tests. So finally, they figured out this autoimmune disease and I was put on very, very high doses of steroids which of course have all of their own side effects, which I needed healing from over time. And uh, being nine years old, I was often in the hospital alone because back in the 1960s, visiting hours were very limited and siblings weren't allowed to come in. And my parents lived 
quite a distance from this downtown hospital, so even they couldn't visit often. So it really, really stands out of my mind that one of my uncles and my pastor came to pray over me. And I'm very, very thankful that they chose to pray out loud because they prayed for, it seemed like a long time for me, probably it was just minutes, but they were just asking God to heal me. And I just sensed the faith that they had and their belief that God could heal me. And I just remember something stirring in me that I've never forgotten to this day that I just started to believe myself that God could heal me. And, you know, I, I say in my book that my faith was probably as weak as my muscles at that <laughs> age yeah. of my life. But God loves the faith of a child. Uh, childlike faith really counts. So does mature, knowledgeable faith. But uh, I started to pray for myself, too. And I know my prayers were along the lines of God, just get me out of the situation. Let this nightmare end. Let me wake up like this is just a bad dream. I know I was praying along those lines. But long story short, it took time. I had to take all these steroids and get physio. But I was healed. And the amazing thing is that happened uh, more than 50 years ago. And I was told that being an autoimmune disease, this is the type of thing that I would take a heavy dose of steroids. I'd go in remission. Nobody knew for how long. But it was likely to be a chronic disease. And I'd get flare-ups. And I'd have to go through the same cycles of of, uh, steroid medications and physio and that I could have damage to my muscles. and But I have never, after I was healed over a few year period, uh, in more than 50 years since then, uh, I have been in a very long remission and I choose to do <laughs> That is so, such an amazing story. It just gave me faith from a very early age that God loved me and that he is powerful and that he can heal and he does hear prayer. And so it's a topic I've learned to... Um, I've just explored it. I've been a lifelong student of it. And I know there's a lot of nuances to the subject, which is why even podcasts are not going to scratch the surface of what the Bible says. No, it's certainly not. And we will be addressing when God doesn't heal the way that we pray. We'll be talking about that as well. But I love that story. It's interesting because I have two childhood healings, um, one not too dissimilar from yours. And, uh, you know, the, the, the pro- prognosis was drugs for life. And, uh, but my mother prayed in faith for me and uh, I didn't even have enough faith, uh, as you did uh, hearing a prayer, but, but God had a different plan and a purpose. And this sovereignty of God is so important for us to grasp if we can in these short five, uh, podcasts. Mm-hmm. And I should point out because there may be, uh, listeners and viewers who, uh, have their own autoimmune diseases I've had uh, other family members that have had them that when God does heal through medications such as steroids, then that is a great measure of healing. And any remission is a great measure of healing. So in my case, I thank God that I appear to have been permanently healed. But even being healed of a flare up is a, is a great measure of healing. And sometimes God just heals us from one flare up to the next. So I just want to encourage people that not not to be discouraged no. that uh, that that God can heal uh, over and over and over again instead of you know once and for all, and that's important to realize too. One thing that really struck me, Karen, was your your emphasis on how many times we have all been healed. So talk about that because I think that's a good place to stir up our faith. Yes. So one thing I've realized is that, and I'm sure most other people have as well, 
But God pre-programmed our bodies to heal themselves in large measure. And a lot of times people will say, well, I've prayed and God hasn't healed me. But in fact, all of us, especially by our age, we have been healed of so many things in a lifetime. We've had colds, we've had, we've likely had flus, we've likely had gastro bugs, we may have broken bones, we may have sprained ankles, we may have fallen and skinned our knees. Uh, we have been healed over and over and over again. And in those cases, uh, often permanently healed of that particular uh, pathogen or injury, uh, and sometimes very perfectly healed. You know, you watch little children, they have a terrible cold, and next thing you know, they're running around and, 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 and they're, in essence, perfectly healed. So I think all of us have to thank God that he has healed us over and over and over again. And we often just think, well, that's it's just normal and natural, or maybe we went to the drugstore and got some neocitron or something. And we give credit <laughs> often to doctors and medication, which we also should be thankful for that too. But beyond all that, it's God who has created our bodies to heal. Now, I was just going to say that, you know, I just, I just wanted to say along those lines that even COVID, you know, it's a pandemic that we're all going through. You read about the, I think at this point, it's something like 127 million people worldwide who have had COVID. But we can see that tens of millions have been healed. And in many cases, they've been healed naturally. The body's just fought this off on its own. Now, of course, if people need medical help, again, go to the hospital. If you have trouble breathing, go to the hospital. And uh, we should be thankful for um, for that. But God has pre-programmed our bodies to heal even that kind of a virus. And for many people, it's just God's healing touch that brings them through. I love that emphasis. God is so often left out of this equation and bringing him in to his rightful place really changes our whole mindset. And I believe that there are some listening right now that are filled with fear and that what you're saying today could just give that measure of faith when they stop and think about how many times they've been healed from scratches and bruises and all of those things. I found it so encouraging when I read your words and really hadn't thought that much about the little healings. Uh, you know, we tend to think about the big ones, but the whole body, and you've written about, you know, what the body has, uh, you know, according to Adams. I don't know if you have that in front of you, but I'd love for you to just uh, read that uh, portion on page two, our body, what is comprised of, just to get this awesome sense of the incredible creation that we are. Yes, I mean, God created our bodies, and, and they are so amazing. And even though they're often not perfect, and um, the imperfection seems to increase as we get older, that's God created the aging process too. But he created our bodies to begin with, and uh, each body has over 10 octillion atoms. And so to appreciate that number, think of the number 10, and then add 27 zeros. Just pause there for a minute. That's, that's amazing. Say it again. So 10 octillion atoms, which is, you, you think of the number 10 and add 27 zeros. And, and that's how many atoms we have. And those atoms are constantly being renewed. They are constantly being replenished. And uh, every hour... One trillion trillion. So not just one trillion, one trillion trillion atoms gets replaced every hour. So in the time that we record a couple of these podcasts, you and I, Ruth, and every, every listener or viewer, 
one trillion trillion atoms have been replaced in this time, which is amazing because God not only created us, but he has transformative power. And that's very important when we think of healing, that we may think, well, I'm sick now, or I've been told I have this disease, or I've got this terrible injury, and it's, it's really limiting me. But you may not be that way forever, because your body is in constant transformation. And sometimes it gets be- better, you know, but other times it gets worse before it gets better. But it is always in transformation. And so we can ask God to transform us positively uh, in the direction of healing. But, you know, we breathe 23,000 times a day. And so, you know, even now in this pandemic, when we think of uh, problems breathing, and yes, some people do need to have breathing assistance because of it, but I'm thankful here today, you know, we've been in this pandemic one year, and today I will breathe 23,000 times. <laughs> and, and so will you, Ruth. And yeah. that, that's just amazing. We have billions of, of red blood cells and uh, every brain has 10 billion neurons. And of course the neurons are, are changing and growing and uh, there's something called neuroplasticity. Uh, so it's just, it, to me, the body is, is so amazing. I could go on and on, but. Yes. On I think this is such great foundation for these podcasts because our creator, the one who put this all together is totally capable of looking after it, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Yes. And this is our premise for doing these podcasts, is for us to get a greater sense of who God is in our lives. And that's why we love God's word so much, because that's where we find out who he is, what is his character. And we're going to talk a little bit about God's character and why he would want to heal us. So, Karen, let's start off. We're not going to be able to get all of these in in one podcast, but let's let's jump in and talk about some of God's characteristics. Yes. Well, one thing I learned as I prayed for myself and, and loved ones for healing is I used to always just focus on God's unlimited supernatural power, which we've talked about. But I, I, I also began to realize that we need to focus on his character. That helps to build our faith when we stop to just appreciate who God is. And of course he has many attributes, but there are six, I think, that help us to understand why God is motivated to heal us, why he he has the intention to heal us uh, in many cases. Uh, We've talked about his power. He could heal us all the time. He doesn't always exercise his power, but when he does, he's motivated by these six things, love, kindness, compassion, empathy, mercy and grace and there may be other attributes but those those are six that have always stood out to me wow that's that is awesome to identify some of these could you fill in on one of them let's look at uh let's say kindness give us uh give us an example of how god or jesus displays his kindness in scripture okay well there's um there are verses in the Bible that expressly state that Jesus had kindness and compassion. And he certainly demonstrated that by healing, as I've said, multitudes of people. He went from village to village. And in many cases, he healed every sick person. Not always, but in many villages, he healed every sick person who came to him. Uh, I'm thinking, for example, of um, Matthew chapter 9, verses 35 to 36, where 
we learn that Jesus saw crowds of people and it, it says there that he had compassion for them. And so he, he did heal them. He showed that kindness. But he not only directly shows compassion and kindness, but he often flows love, compassion, and kindness through people around us. And I've certainly felt that when I've been sick or in the hospital or I've been by the bedside of a loved one back when you could be before the yes. pandemic. Yeah. Um, God often will flow his love, his kindness, his compassion through people. And sometimes it's through the doctors, the nurses, uh, the orderlies. Uh, sometimes it's through people who visit. Sometimes it's through people who send emails or texts or cards. God can use us to send his kindness, his compassion, and his love to, uh, to sick and suffering people. And when we're sick and suffering, we're often the recipients. And I have been so deeply touched by people who have expressed kindness and compassion and and that, I think that's all part of the healing process, too. It's as if God's uh, compassion, kindness, love, mercy, and grace is, is flowing through the person to the sick person. Yes. And that's, that, that's such a beautiful picture. You know, sometimes you hear people say, uh, I had an angel, or I met an angel today, or an angel crossed mm-hmm. my path. Really, mm-hmm. that's the picture, isn't it? of God's mm-hmm. love flow, flowing through another person. What a beautiful picture. Now, I know coming up, we're going to be looking at some, some more great truths about God's healing power. I believe that you address over 700 verses in your book, God's Healing Power, that are all about exactly that, God's healing power. Is that right, Karen? I think it's actually closer to 750 uh, verses that are in there. And uh, so that's the most important thing. I used to have a list of all those verses. And, and when I knew that uh, a friend or somebody, some acquaintance was, was sick, I used to ask them, do you want this list of verses? But I found that people also love hearing stories. And biblical stories are really well, the most important. But hearing just positive stories of, of people who have been healed, not necessarily perfectly, but in, in some great measure, uh, so that was what motivated me to write my book, to get those verses in there so people can read them and think about them. And I don't claim to know everything. I, I um, One of the reasons I also wrote the book and why I'm even doing this is, is to, to get God's words and his principles and some of his stories out there. And then people can make up their own mind. When you have 750 verses, you can read them, think about them, and you may not always interpret, you know, you may not interpret things exactly the same way I do, Ruth, but... God's word is what's most important, and uh, that's certainly front and center of my, in my book. Absolutely, and and today we want to encourage our listeners take a verse. And Karen, I'm going to ask you as we close to just choose a verse to close off this section. Choose a verse and and read that verse. Perhaps write it on a card and stir it up in your spirit for your healing, whether it's something that's just for a day or so that you're not well, or if it's a long term, but let God's word be part of the healing process. He heals them with his word. We know that, that there's such power. It's living, it's active, and it's it's here for you and I. And I often think I don't want to be eating breadcrumbs when I can be eating a banquet. And we're going to give you a banquet of verses that you can use in your life. And we just encourage you, stir up a little verse 
between now and the next podcast and just make God's word a priority in your life for healing, no matter whether it's a scratch on your hand or if it's an illness that is incapacitating you. So Karen, give us a verse as we close off today's podcast. Okay, but we didn't get much chance to talk about God's mercy and grace, which is something we don't deserve. None of us deserve it, but he gives it to us anyways. And uh, I love um, what God says in, in, it was the Apostle Paul who wrote it in uh, Hebrews um, chapter 4, verse 16. And he says, let us then with confidence Some translations say boldly, but this translation that I'm reading from says, let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. And so let us go boldly. Let us go with confidence because God invites us. Father God, Jesus is risen. So they invite us to come to the throne of grace to to tell about our needs and to ask for his mercy. And uh, if we have a healing need, that certainly fits, fits within that verse. Well, as you can tell, Karen has lots of material on the healing power of God. You're not going to want to miss a bit of it, but we can't do it all on five podcasts. So do go for her book. Karen, tell us where we can get your books. I'm going to let you tell us. It's available in uh, in most bookstores, and if it's not in stock, they can certainly uh, order it in. Uh, it's in Chapters, Indigo, Coles, a lot of Christian bookstores. It's also available on the Chapters Indigo uh, website. You can order it online. It's available on uh, Amazon in, in uh, well, actually all over the world. It's um, available on uh, Google Play and... I think I'm missing a few, but uh, anywhere we're good. You'll find it. Yes. 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 And And over 300 pages in this dynamic book on God's healing power. And Karen uses some of those skills that she used as a, a, a trial lawyer. I remember talking about that before to explore and investigate God's word. And so it's thorough. And as she says, there may be differing uh, ways that we apply it to our lives or the way that we think about it. But nonetheless, the power of God's word in our healing is so great. And we give all praise and glory to God. So to you, our listeners today, we're so glad you tuned in. Don't miss an episode. And would you share this with your friends? There are so many that are hurting, hurting emotionally, physically, and spiritually. And these podcasts, I believe, could be a great encouragement to them. So we pray that you will apply God's word to your life, words to inspire, empowering others with God's word. Until next time, bye for now.